0: Why buy tires now? That's easy. Because you'll save big right now at Big O Tires. Save $100 on a set of Big O brand tires with paid installation, but only for a limited time. And when you purchase using your Big O credit card, save an additional $50 for a total savings of $150. We told you this was big. Only at Big O Tires, the team you trust. Hurry, offer ends August 25th. For your nearest participating location, go to BigOtires.com. SportsBeat KC, sponsored by Big O Tires, is Facebook Live on the final day of Chiefs training camp at Missouri Western in St. Joseph. It's Thursday, August fifteenth. Chiefs beat writer Brooke Pryor, columnist Vaje Gregorian, and Sam Maliger, and me, Blair Kirkhoff, look ahead to the second preseason game Saturday at Pittsburgh while reviewing what the Chiefs accomplished in St. Joe. Want to thank Kathy Lou for putting together this podcast. And links to the stories we discuss can be found in the show notes on KansasCity.com, on Facebook.com slash Red Extra and the Red Zone Extra app. And we discuss some stories here that will appear in the Stars' special football section that'll be on newsstands on August 25th. Hey, if it sounds a little wonky in the beginning, well, that was my fault, a little user error on the recording device, our apologies for that. Now, let's listen to some Chiefs talk. And we'll be back on Saturday night into Sunday morning after the Steelers-Chiefs game to talk more Chiefs with you on Facebook Live.
1: Okay, guys, can you hear us now? (laughs) Now there's
0: sound. The good news is
1: you missed nothing exciting. Wonderful. Thanks, guys, for letting us know. Um, So, yeah, I guess we should probably explain the the, the fact that three of us are wearing Hawaiian shirts. And four of us did earlier. Begrudgingly. Uh oh, totally begrudgingly. We <laughs> oh, I begrudged. <laughs> <laughs> he begrudged hard. I sent an emoji and I got no response. Um, I'm still not over it. I'll never be over it. So we're all wearing Hawaiian shirts. Most of us are wearing Hawaiian shirts because we had uh, a conversation with Andy Reid this morning and it's the last day of camp. And we kind of got the whole media core involved. Um, this, was, this was Nate Taylor's idea. He came up with it and then he let the ball drop and I was like, no, 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 no. We're definitely going to do this. So, because Andy Reid is a Hawaiian shirt aficionado.
2: And the audience was in Andy's office here, mm-hmm. which is a, a once a training camp thing. Yes. And uh, so.
1: <laughs> the reaction of all of us filing in one at a time. because I think Adam walked in first, maybe. And he was like, oh, nice shirt. And then he saw the next one. and He was like, huh. And then he saw the next <laughs> one. He's like, you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what's was funny was he? Uh, he recalled having some. Lineman, I guess, do some sort of thing like that, and kind of made the parallel of it being like. Uh, Broke. There was this band called the Beatles.
1: Oh god! Um, and what kind of Beatles on A- Abbey
2: Road, uh, walking across? Are all they from America or?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that checks out Still with that. Um,
2: um, but anyway, so I, I guess this wasn't that original an idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he, he's so much an aficionado of the shirt, he tried to get the deal with Tommy Bahama.
1: Frequently yeah. mentioned it while we were, t- we took a photo with him in his office. Uh, and as we were taking the picture, he said something like, guys, if we do this, right, really, like we're all going to get Tommy Bahama partnerships or something along those lines. And then today, the last question of the press conference, Karen Kornacki just pointed out to him again, that we were all wearing Hawaiian shirts. And he was like, yeah, and maybe Tommy Bahama will see this. So Tommy Bahama, if you're watching, uh, Andy Reed would like some more shirts, and I guess we would too because not me. this is an Isaac shirt. It's not Tommy Bahama. It was on sale at JCPenney.
2: Hey, one thing, though, I do want to bring up in relation to all this. So seven or eight of us were back there with Andy, and it, it really is a different side of Andy, isn't it, when you have this casual setting? I mean, the answers are far more thorough, much more humor, and... Um, I, I think all the questions we had each got really interesting answers from him in ways that he wouldn't normally, right? In front of a press conference, he's a little, he's pretty buttoned out.
3: It, it's, it's more of his real self. Yeah. I think it's how to it, put it is. Like the, the smaller the audience or the more you get away from the podium kind of thing. Um, he is a really good actor, you know, on the podium. It's just, it's monotone and it's, you know, listen, you know, we'll get that to you and he's doing a good job and that's about it. But he is, freaking hilarious well, and he, he is. is brilliant and he is right you wrote this a, a number of times but like he is such a, a product of his parents yeah a, a, a mom who was a doctor a dad who was an artist and he's got both mm-hmm. of that in his head he's just he's a fascinating guy look it always
2: makes me think of my favorite andy Reid story which is him standing up to john wayne Ken. in in the uh uh line at, at the tonight show when he was supposed to be serving meatballs and John Wayne wanted four and Andy was only going to give him three because <laughs> he was, that was the caterer's job. And he like, wanted an uh, athlete because if,
3: if you're an athlete, you can get yes, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he was Joe Namath or something,
2: <laughs> you're yeah. good. But John Wayne, so all the Hollywood stuff.
1: <laughs> My favorite moment today with Andy wasn't in his meeting in, in his office. It was when, I think it was one of the last questions asked at the press conference. Uh, Darren, one of the the local radio guys asked him, you know I, know, I really like you Remember the Titans, like when I think of getting away for camp I think about Remember the Titans, like how do you guys kind of bond together or you know, what what do you get out of this setting? And then he said, well last night we snuck over to the graveyard and <laughs> <started Yeah. laughs> describing a scene for Remember the Titans. And he's so quick. Without missing a beat. Without, exactly. It was, it was
3: really,
0: really well done. He is, he's everything you, you guys say he is and and I know we've drawn this, uh, you know, uh, conclusion. I, that's it's kind of where this crazy offense, I think, <laughs> offensive play calling line comes from. He's yeah. a he's a creative mm-hmm. person, and, um, and and we didn't see a ton of it during training camp. Sort of circle back to your original question, but I think that's that's certainly by design. You're mm-hmm. not you're not going to see him empty the playbook, you know, in training camp or the preseason games. But, you know, the jet sweep that we saw McCole Hardman in, you know, score a touchdown on, that's, you know, that's one of the sort of the, it's from the Andy playbook. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that early in the season. So, you know, he tends to pull something like that out early in the season, too, just to put something on tape for everybody else to have to prepare (laughs) for. He,
3: like, it's almost like the season opener it's just, he's been holding it in so long. Like, <laughs> I remember that San Diego play, like, was it? That, oh, that was yeah. an early, like, they send the fullback on a go route, basically. Yeah, yeah. and, and that was like the the real quick shovel passes in that game last year. There was some other stuff. It's just like, it's going to come. Like, it's right. just, I've been holding it for a month and a half. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to do all of it. Well, and Brooke
1: has great insight on that. I do. I was going to jump in with that. Please, please do. Um, so one of our special section stories was on the relationship between Andy and Patrick and, and what makes it different from the relationship that he's had with other quarterbacks. And Patrick gave us some really good insight, and, and Mike Kafka also gave us some really good insight about how Andy Reid comes up with plays and he scribbles, he's definitely a napkin writer, but he also is a note card guy, and he has note cards in his pockets at all times and just starts scribbling stuff down. And he'll go into the quarterback meeting rooms. Kafka said he'll do it uh, at walkthrough. He'll just kind of pop in and say, "Hey, guys, so here's this play. Like I'm thinking about doing this, this and this. I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but I just I want to get your juices going a little bit. let's let me just give you a taste of what I have cooking up. So like, not only can he not hold it in to the regular season, he also can't like hold it in around the team. He's like, I, I just need to tell somebody. And a lot of that is because of Patrick, because now as, as Dustin Colquitt said, Andy Reid is a guy that says, wouldn't it be cool if we could blank and Patrick fills in ev- the blank every single time there is he can, whatever Andy thinks up, whatever crazy thing he thinks up, Patrick can do it. And Patrick said too, He'll come up with these plays when he when he busts into the quarterback room and it doesn't look like something that works, and he's like, but it works every single time.
2: I couldn't tell if when Patrick said that, if he meant kind of a little jokingly like, well Andy says it's gonna work. <laughs> 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 right. it Maybe a little bit of both. I think like, yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: I their relationship is just so cool. And turns out Patrick also is really involved in, in playmaking in, in play creating. And Chad Henney said that Patrick's really good at coming up with variations on RPOs. When I asked him about it, he said that he has a knack for just, as he calls it, finding the green grass. Uh, And he's been doing it since high school, since college, that he can just kind of see, he can read defenses really well. He knows what the rules of a certain defensive scheme are. And so it's easier for him to figure out how to beat that. And so he's kind of installed some compliments to some plays and they've run it in games and it's worked.
2: This, this is an honest question, and I think it probably sounds preposterous, but could Patrick – could they design a play with Patrick throwing the ball behind his back?
1: I don't think it's – I don't think it's preposterous.
3: It's borderline preposterous. But <laughs> would they it's do it? It's right yeah. the edge. Yeah. So <laughs> and be. what would the advantage of it be, I guess,
0: is really the question, too. Just, well, you know. I, I think about when he was first asked about it, and he was asked about it because we saw him do it out in – you know he did it out in the practice field – uh, I think about basketball the behind the back pass in basketball and which is can be used in, in you know not often you don't see it often but some point guards are just really good at it and some big guys are even good at it and, and I was just thinking you, I could see him whip a pass behind his back to the you know to a guy on the opposite side and it would have to be forward you can't be can't be behind or it's a fumble but yeah I think maybe uh, if if you're going to use it it would be kind of in that way like like a point guard
3: and, and look, a lot a of new angle. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the, right. yeah there, there's passes you can make behind the back that you can't do. That's right. That's right. And I think Two you can put it tight. Or whatever.
1: Yeah,
3: tight spiral. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it better, be. <laughs>
1: it <laughs> it better well, be. We will accept nothing
0: else. <laughs> but I certainly believe he could throw a
2: tight spiral no problem that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. And I believe he has some kind of sixth sense. You know, eyes in the back of his head that my mom used to have. You know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I I really sure. Yeah. 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 I, I believe that 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 could be in play. Whether there's really an advantage of it, whether you could really just absolutely um, paralyze a defense with a play like that, I don't know.
0: Well, I think the whole season hinges on whether we can do not. <laughs> I, I <think> it's, <laughs> You're tired of the other nonsense. So, you know. <laughs> so, so, to get back to your original question, that may or may not have. <laughs> the actual question. We have, okay. uh, oh,
1: yeah, the first question for those who uh, didn't have a sandwich would be all of you. Uh, I asked Blair what the biggest takeaway was he noticed from A, being here every day and, and A, being the beat. Two. <laughs> I was going to say C, <laughs> an A being here, and so there was the A B noise.
0: <laughs> I got
1: you from one being here every day, and two doing the camp report every day. So you you're kind of responsible for these quick hits of things you notice. What are the patterns from your takeaways? Well,
0: as we talked about after I remember talking about this after OTAs and after mini camp, training camp is the same way. Really, all you can do is is evaluate how Mahomes is throwing the ball, how receivers are running routes, the speed, you know, who's, who's getting interceptions. There is there is no comment to make on, on line play at training camp. There really isn't. Um, tackling. Tackling. There absolutely is no comment to make on tackling. And that's one thing that uh, Terran Matthew talked about uh, today. It sounds so obvious. What are you going to look for in this preseason game? It's just, you know, tackling right and being in position. And, the, you know, th- those are things that you can be in position, but you can't. You're not. You're, you're not hitting in training camp, so you have to wait for the game to see those things. But, but we did see the development of McCole Hardman mm-hmm. uh, as a um, as a as a speed guy. And I got to point this out. I didn't write this because I, I I wasn't able to ask the people who were involved. But yesterday at training camp, he gave up on a on a deep right. right? He gave up on a deep route, and Mahomes yelled at him. Keep running, you know. You, it was it was audible. Keep running. We heard up in the tent, and then we talked to Eric me in the tent. And you, Eric Bieniemy's not going to say anything, ever. You know, to, to, to certainly not anything disparaging. <laughs> but he was asked about what do you, you know, what are you getting out of the, it? Was the last time we we're going to talk to him at training right. camp. So he sort of asked for an evaluation at training camp, and he says, "Well, just everybody has to play hard all the time." Mm-hmm. Was was one of his themes. That's that's what he's talking about. Right. Full heartedly giving up on a. On a route, so for, it was good to hear Mahomes yell that. It, it, I think it speaks to who he is as a leader and the comfort he feels um, with um, you know in, in that position, and uh, and for enemy to sort of talk around it, but but identified and recognize it mm-hmm. as well. This is
2: really maybe a minor distinction, but is it? Do you think this the McColl Harman just slack or he just didn't understand that? It's still in play because of Patrick.
0: Yeah, I think all of his, you know, all of his life as a receiver, he, you know, once he saw the ball in the air, and he knew he wasn't going to run under it. He just just stop. But you you don't with yeah. Patrick, you just don't stop. It's, yeah. You can't. Not, not on a route like that. Yeah. You know, you just you just don't stop. So I thought that was interesting. And yeah. and the other to me, one of the other interesting um, uh, issues of training camp is. I'm still not 100% sure of the pronunciation of McCole Hardman's first name, and I've also, by talking to somebody in Oklahoma yesterday, says we've been mispronouncing Darwin Thompson's name incorrectly the whole time. And
1: so what's So name? What yeah, not mean? Darwin.
0: It's Darwin. Darwin. That's what that's what a fellow in Oklahoma told me, a guy who, co- who coached him at Northeast Oklahoma. Do the Chiefs know that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did well, Brett Veach
1: no. know that? Because that's not... Uh, I don't know. Uh, but then again, when, when, when pronunciations are hard, then we just stick with nicknames. Yeah. Notice you never hear Brett Beach called Tyron Matthew, Tyron Matthew. No, he's always so the badger. The badger. badger. The badger. Because uh, you can't mess that up. <laughs> pa-
2: Patrick says Nicole. Right? So... Where are we on this?
1: It's McCole. But like, that, like, that is what he said his name is supposed to be. But then his mom calls him Miko. I'm like, "Well, your mom knows how you pronounce the name. She named you." But that could be a mom affection thing. Too. It could, well, and also though his dad Meikle. is like. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one that can say that. That would make sense. Actually. But it's also his dad's name. He's Miko Sr. So, I think like the final pronunciation should we need to all go to the dad and be like, "Listen, Make a ruling.
2: Well, look, this what is a good question, mom. though. Who's, who's got? The dad's mom? Who's I mean, actually got naming mom. rights? Doesn't doesn't the guy with the name ultimately have the, the say?
1: Uh, I think whoever I gave think. it to.
2: I mean, you as opposed to, to even say. the mom or the the one who, who gave it to him.
1: But I mean, if she named you something and intended it to sound a certain way, and then you're like, "No, it's going to be this way," then isn't that kind of rude to whoever picked the name for you?
2: It's kind of rude, but you're asserting your identity. Well, that's. <laughs> Naming speaking right. Speaking as one, I by the way, I'm Armenian and, and I've been told all my life my name's pronounced Vahe, but I there's a very Armenian friend I have who who thinks I mispronounced my name and it's Vahe. I'm like I, I can't do that. Va, I'm uh, sorry, what?
1: what yeah, should it be Vah? More like Vahe. So like Va with a uh, Eric Bianomi laugh <laughs> on the end.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Something very much like that.
0: But then it wouldn't, end,
1: right? No, va- <laughs> <laughs> will
2: say this. <laughs> well, I, I not only digress, I regress. Sorry. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's been a long camp.
1: It really <laughs> has. Especially long for camp.
2: the two that were planted here.
1: Yeah. You know what though? Brian asked a good question about the offense. Uh, is Carlos hiding in the plans or is he getting cut? He keeps hearing different opinions. And I would bet that among the four of us, we may also have different opinions from each other. Same with What's your opinion?
3: I don't think he brings that much. You know, um, I don't think he's impressed much. I don't know that he's that good of a fit uh, for what they're trying to do. So if, if they are as impressed with Derwin, Darwin Thompson um, as, as he appeared in the, in the Cincinnati game and D um, Detrain you know, and, and at times in practice, and then you've got Daryl Williams, you've got um, Damian Williams, if they can count on him. He may be surplus. I think so, I think so too.
0: And, and the whole running back situation has been interesting the last few days. Actually, going back into early before the uh, the Bengals game, because Andy Reid went on Sirius XM radio and said it's a running back by committee. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, all the assistant coaches that we've talked to, the uh, enemy, uh, Dillon McCullough, um, and then even the running backs themselves have kind of denied that. So
1: it's it's interesting because not only did Andy go yeah. on Series XM to say that Lewis Riddick, who we know is tight with the front office and with Andy Reid, tweeted out something to the effect of like, stay you know, it's gonna be a running back by committee, they really like Darwin Thompson, like stay away from their running backs in fantasy or something like that. Or maybe right. somebody retweeted and added in the fantasy part, but
3: there's some confusion here because two things can be true. Like Damian Thompson or Damian would <laughs> <laughs> Damien Williams. Can I know be, that's pronounced Damien. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he can be the starter and it can still be by committee to some. And, and I heard um, Srin Petro on 810, didn't it? You know, he's 810's got the the sit downs uh, with their partnership. And he asked him that question specifically. And, and Andy seemed to have a foot on both bridges, mm-hmm. if I can mix my metaphors. Yeah. And, you know, that the, the Damien's the starter, but other guys will get will get some touches. You're right. As well. both, yeah. both,
0: both can be true, and yeah. I suspect that's going to be the case. Yeah. I just I think we'll see uh, Daryl Williams and and uh, Darren Thompson get more carries than than uh, when Kareem Hunt was the you know uh, Spencer Ware and Charcander yeah. West. Right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's going to be the case. But yeah, Beanie and and uh, McCullough said no. There's no there's no. It's, it's unequivocal that uh, Damian Williams is going to be the starting running back. And I think he deserves that. Right? Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't do anything to lose it except miss playing time out here the first week and a half of, uh, of camp because of the uh, hamstring, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing about that, the hamstring, Andy got kind of t- Remember, he got ticked about that at the, at the podium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he missed some playing, some important practice time here. And then either the same day or the next day, uh, Hitchens, Anthony Hitchens came to the podium and said, he was asked about comparing this year's training camp to last mm-hmm. year's. He said, well, I was, Kind of a bust in last year's training camp because I had the hamstring injury that kept me out for two weeks. I said, Well, that's 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 what hamstring injuries do. Hamstring Uh, injuries do, they keep you out for a couple of weeks, and then uh, but but what but but you got to take that time off to get it healed properly. And and we are going to see Damian Williams, I imagine, start the game in Pittsburgh on Saturday.
3: And I I know Damian Williams hasn't been around forever, but if you're RB1 and you've got a hamstring issue early in training camp, it should keep you out for a little bit, yeah. You don't want to, that's that's one of those things, that's like an oblique. Or, or back, like you, you push that, you're just asking for it. So, uh, what else should we want to see up in Pittsburgh? Is it? Uh,
0: it'd be fun well, to see Well, I'd like to see play. more
1: than like a snap from <laughs> Tyreek, Travis Kelsey, Tyron Matthew, will Chris we? Jones. So, I asked Patrick that because Andy said that starters would get the first half, then second string would get third quarter, and third string would get fourth quarter. And when Patrick came to the podium, we were talking about you know different questions leading into Pittsburgh, and I said. Do you think you're, le- Andy said you're getting a half. Do you think you're going to get a legitimate half or are you going to get pulled early? And he was just like, well, I'm, I hope to get, I mean, he said four or five drives or five or six drives. Yeah. Yeah. No way. And like that seems like Not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That,
2: yeah. That, that I, you know,
1: especially if he tries another, another little slide uh, early in the game. <laughs> <That's he didn't, laughs> that day is
2: over. Well, it was interesting. This came from one of Blair's questions in that, in that session with Andy today, um, talking about how nobody's playing their starters anymore.
0: Yeah. Steelers and didn't play them at all last week in their
2: opener. In a few teams, right? Right. And, yeah. and, and so I think Andy's conscious of that prevailing wind and the, and the intelligence behind it. And we talked about this the other night. I mean, doesn't this offense look like, yeah, it's probably, you know, it, it doesn't need a lot to be mm-hmm. ready for the opener. Ready to go. So yeah. what's the risk-reward here?
0: Well, to me, for the, the um – the, it is. It's a veteran offense, but you do have to get Hardman and Thompson comfortable mm-hmm. in it, and it's it is complicated. Mm-hmm. So especially for Hardman, and, and um, it was a Greg Lewis who said uh, all the wide receivers, regardless of your experience, have to learn all three wide receiving positions. Right. That's that's a tough task. It's a tall task for, for sure.
2: Does that require the golden arm to be in there?
0: I, I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've got an experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, number two. I mean, like does
1: Chad Henney get to play more than, like, five snaps? That, that's the one he, you know, not that it
0: matters with Chad Henney, but he, he should. He, he should play he should play a quarter, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to be comfortable. But, you know, you're right. I, I did ask Andy about that. Are, what, what would you think of two preseason games and 18 regular season games, which is – a proposal. He didn't hate it. No, he didn't. He didn't hate the idea.
2: Um, Can that, you do the sound effect he did when you he said something like, "Oh, change"? Uh, you know, it, it was. It was. <laughs> really yeah, funny. it was. And <laughs> like
0: that
1: was a, in the middle of. Then he he paused his answer to appreciate Blair's shirt. Yeah, that was the best moment. Yeah,
0: that. Brooke purchased for me last night, Mm -hmm. and I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt for the first time in my life. Is that right? History. Is that
1: not a good Hawaiian shirt, though? Like, it felt very you. I thought
0: that was the price tag still
1: on (laughs) it. Sam would try to wear his uh, (laughs) shirt with the sticker still on it that said Comfort Stretch. I'm just
3: letting whoever bought that shirt, if they want to take it back. It's Josh Josh Briscoe. He has it, and
1: then Pete wore it for uh, for practice. That was fake. What was fake? Pete. Oh well, yeah. Whoa. He said that he donated his Hawaiian shirt to Goodwill on accident. <laughs> oh,
3: I'm such a good guy. <laughs> I'm
1: not buying that. Sorry, Pete. We're not. We're not buying anything here. <laughs> uh, a couple more questions to answer um, from Brian and Chris Hill. Is Dieter on the IR or cut? And then Chris adds, with the relationships Dieter has built with guys on the team, do you see him being cut or saving him and putting him on IR so you don't have the chemistry missing? Ir, I think Ir.
0: He even. How about Andy even bringing him up this yes. morning in our in our little mm-hmm. chat as uh, as important and in the that room. Was on purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's best friends with the quarterback. Just consider that part of the extension and move on.
0: And the Ir, that, that's that's you can you can keep him there.
1: I mean, it is. It, I think I would be interested to know what's been happening with those back spasms because I think it's pretty rare to have back spasms keep you out of three weeks of camp.
2: It's a long time. Yeah,
1: it? I mean, I, I'm not a doctor. i never want to be a doctor. I don't claim to be a doctor, but...
2: But you're on Twitter.
1: But I'm on Twitter, and I also have <laughs> ac- access to WebMD. Sometimes too much access. Uh, but it does seem like a really long time. Oh, that was me at the, <laughs> at the podium today. It was, uh, with your no case on your phone. Oh, yeah. So, I've never
0: had
2: a
1: case Live on I <laughs>
3: <gonna>
2: like it. <laughs> 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 Sorry, you, you had us at WebMD. What, what? what was the. Uh, on, on the oh, that is a long time for back spasms. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, trying to think is 18, is 18 regular season games too long? I mean for us yeah that's awful. Uh well, imagine if they actually weeks. Have the government playing. games
0: whether well, they're 20 weeks I mean you're, uh, there's some provisions in there I guess uh,
3: starters
1: starters only have to play 16 games 15. and you figure I hate out that idea. Yeah, yeah I yeah, don't, that. don't, I don't get that
3: problem. part either no, I, mean, I, get it. I I just think like that sets up you know unintended consequences are everywhere. We talked about the pass interference thing you know, sure. the the reviews on that yeah, if you only play 16 games I mean you know <laughs> the Chiefs play the Packers People are going to be coming from all over. That's going to be a hell of a game. What if that's one of the two that Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes don't play? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because it's it's out of conference. You know, it's unlikely to be a tiebreaker. Um, and so you're paying Mahomes and Rodgers money and getting Henny and I don't know who Rodgers' backup is. Like well, I just we're going to see that in two weeks. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So it's just, I, I just
2: the integrity of the competition. Yeah, I mean, why call it a real game? Yeah, I mean, it's
3: the the, the best solution is sixteen and two, yeah. uh, but yeah. they're not going to do that because the owners make money off those other two. Um, but I don't know eighteen. I don't know how you do that and still claim to be about player safety. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't the aren't eighteen regular season games the case in in Canada? Or don't they play an eighteen game regular season schedule? I don't
2: know, I don't know that.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I would love league. it. Like, I mean, Most more football, I'm all for same. it. Like, but I don't know. I, part of the, the the NFL is the only league that's not oversaturated, that, that they don't play too many games already. It's the only league, you know. Baseball should be like 124 or, 100, you know, something. NBA season's too long. Hockey's too long. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I think you kind of want to stay under that level if you can.
0: Make people want more. Don't know if it's going to happen, though. Yeah. It seems like when I first heard it, it's been talked about before, and it's been dismissed. But for whatever reason, there seems to be more. It's kind of leaving the station a little, yeah, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah a
3: little yeah. more momentum. For it this. does seem like that. Maybe maybe you answer the player safety thing by giving, you know, uh, two buys. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that would be a workable solution. Yeah, maybe yeah. One before the halfway point and one after. Yeah. I don't know.
0: But then you have to tell you what you're right. Then you start regular season football in
3: mid August. Yep. yep. You go, yeah. Yeah, or stretching the Super Bowl even yeah, further it, back. It, 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 well it, it,
1: then if the Super Bowl gets played like later in February or March. Spring
3: training. Yeah, yeah, but yeah.
1: then do you then does it become More feasible to host a Super Bowl at Arrowhead because it might not be snowing in then. Um, (laughs) We're just really going to see Super Bowl in April.
2: When was that snow out? uh, May. May
3: and May. Yeah. 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 Baseball snow snow out. I don't know
1: about the weather patterns here.
3: I left a baseball game in May, went home, and built a fire. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: sounds awful. Uh, Olin Holland, yeah, Olin says, do y'all think. That Dorian O'Daniel makes a squad, haven't heard much about him. We did hear about him recently.
0: No, but, he, but he's right. Uh, the, yeah, and no, fact, I think that's, I mean, a, that's a conversation we have, we've had in the last few weeks, or the last couple of days, is Dorian O'Daniel just seems a person who, along with Breland Speaks and Tonto Pass, we thought would benefit from the, the new defensive alignment. Those yeah. were sort of the three that we were uh, focused in on. Two of them have seemed to have stepped up during mm-hmm. training camp. Uh, speaks in yo know, and I don't. I don't get the same sense uh, with Dorian O'Daniel.
1: No, yeah. no, he he has been pretty forgettable. Is there anybody else that would be something, somewhat of a surprise cut on on the defense or the offense? Um, we'll I think we'll wrap it up with this because Sam's got to get going, and we've got to right and yeah. and then go home, do laundry, and go to Pittsburgh tomorrow. So we like sort of identified Carlos Hyde as a possibility, mm-hmm.
0: and. Dorian, boy, I tell you what, draft pick last year, I think a fourth round pick. It's it's a tough admit, you know, that mm-hmm. you that you failed there. But maybe maybe he'll show us something in in these next couple of games. Right. It would. I'm trying to think of position groups. Of course, wide receiver. What's going to happen there with the among Kemp uh, Pringle. Uh, I mean, Marcus Thompson. Kemp
1: is making that team. You I, can, I think so,
0: too. Again, that was another, you know, Andy Reid this morning in the, mm-hmm. in, the in the meeting. And Aaron
1: Biennium mm-hmm. loves Marcus Kemp. He gives the most vanilla nothing answers to 95% of the questions. But you ask him about Marcus Kemp, he is detailed. He has examples. He says that everyone should want to be like Marcus Kemp. It's hard to pump, pump a guy up like that, mm-hmm. only to cut him a couple weeks later.
0: So Pringle's interesting to me i th- He's always been well spoken of by the coaching staff and um but they they've got money in in uh, Cody Thompson mm-hmm. and that's, that's to me that's an interesting call uh there that the sixth wide receiver, I think both Blake Bell and Dion Gelder make the team mm-hmm. and now we' love it out that they'll they'll start him yeah you know injured. Um but yeah I, I think I think offensive line is kind of is set including the three uh three reserves, defensive back uh the secondary I think is set so
3: if somebody's cut, it would be a big surprise if it's not from the the small group that we just made
1: right do you guys have any thoughts any other
3: we talk about position groups. I wonder about the defensive line that's another place where they have depth. Right. I know they want to keep that depth, but I don't know somebody like Xavier Williams or I don't Justin know. Hamilton. So yeah, like if you're talking about like, like surprises, yeah, some somebody like that
1: might. Could um, be, I guess. I'm, I'm thoughtless Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's good. Thank you for your input. Uh, <laughs>
2: on this topic. <laughs> on this topic, uh, we appreciate
1: it. We are at is twelve thirty. Sam, what time did you need to be out of here? What was your hard twelve thirty? Twelve thirty. You know what? So on that note, we're gonna wrap things up here. I think 12.30 will be the next time we have a Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah. Only well, it'll be a.m. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. From, from Einstein, uh, that's and, and
1: even perhaps later yeah. because yes. it's a 7.30 kick there. That's
0: right, 7.30 there. But 12.30. So 12.30 special
1: here. Special our our bodies will hate us uh, in the Eastern time zone. but
0: And you'll have a chance to come visit us next Tuesday at Big O Tires in Lenexa. We'll do a Facebook Live from Big O Tires, um, I think, 11 o'clock?
1: 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock? 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock, Big O,
0: o Tires in Lenexa. I'm on business.
1: We will be there, hopefully you will too. Uh, and so this is our last sign off, our last Facebook Live from St. Joe, maybe forever. The Chiefs haven't, haven't said where they're going to hold training camp next year. Yeah. So not ever. Uh, Andy's
3: the coach. Andy, That's yeah, true, Andy
1: be. does love Missouri Western. So on that note, uh, we are out and we will talk to you guys from Pittsburgh. See ya. All
0: right, Sam, go turn us off. Like only you can.